must mean it's time for another session coming at you live from blog talk radio straight from the lake brittle studios i'm comfortable calling them that it can be up for a debate anybody can get in wage war if you want to plenty of stuff to talk about this week in the past we've tend to mastered in the art of entertainment sports mixed martial arts we still have those things with us, but we've added a new element, trivia, that has taken over our society and world. But we are the session. We come at you every week. I'm Mitch Rogers. Next to me, as always, is Rob Reagan. And it is nice to bring another edition of the session, which you can find on Facebook, iTunes, Twitter. What's our... Oh, uh, enterthesession.com, which now we're back doing again. But Rob Reagan, a.k.a. at Rex Kelly. I think we've done a show every week but one this year. I think we're getting back and hitting into a groove. It's nice. I think this is our fifth year doing the show. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Um, We are going to bring on a guest. And when you listen to our show, we bring on many contributors to the show. We're going to bring an actual guest with some merit, with some metal. Jeff Coolhane, studio host, director of broadcasting from Mountaineers Sports Network with IMG. Don't sense any bias just because he's straight from the campus of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Our producer is in-house with us, Noodle. And we bring on... Two special presences in our studio. One that is mic'd up and ready to defend his honor after what we might have to say was the most putrid round of trivia we had ever heard ever. His name is Michael Carlisle Rogers. He is the senior to the Mitch. He's my father. And we're going to try to get his crappy mic working. He is on the microphone, if you've been listening, that is filled with duct tape. Senior. How's it going? The roles are reversed. It's not really. You'll right. turn it. Am I allowed to talk? Yeah, you're allowed now. No, yeah, I talk a lot. I talk okay. a lot. Well, number one, I'm impressed by the uh, professionalism of this studio. Oh, yeah. The room of doom, too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I thought I was the special guest tonight, but I guess uh-huh. I, I'm the third guest. No, no, you're, you're everyone's special. There's all okay. The- I'm ready for trivia, Rob. No, he just jumps right into trivia. That's all he wants to do. All times. Noodle. Addicted. Still has his hair shaved. Already going through the awkward stage, I think. I think so. Yeah. It was like way cooler when it was like skin tight. No, it's nice now. But you know what you're up against. I got got three years of awkward. No, it's only awkward for like a second. Yeah, easily three years of awkward. First of all, I want to thank everybody for last week. Uh, We had a ton of new listeners maybe listeners that we'll never hear from again um we talked about uh, the show last week um a lot of people tuned in um as our friend producer dan duggan had passed away last week that show you can listen to um and get our perspective and so forth but i just want to thank everybody and all the people that had tuned in for that episode and um meant a lot so but we're gonna move on. The show goes on, and of course, we're gonna miss our friend forever and always think about him every day. Um, the quest for the keg, which he would be completely into, and we're all gonna be completely into, has continued this week. 
The Quest for the Keg, if you guys don't know, is our old friends from the old Busthead Brewery. It's a trivia night that we attend every Wednesday. It pretty much, I think it pretty much, uh, it pretty much fueled the the path. I don't even know if that's the way to say it for us to switch from Tuesday nights broadcasting to Wednesday nights broadcasting because we had trivia night before it. It was just easy to do. Yeah, just, just solid. Just meant, made sense. So we go six to eight from the old Bushead Brewery. Do some trivia night, and we got third place tonight. Got first place last week. The quest for the keg continues. The quest for the keg, for the people that haven't been listening, is we're going to take our mediocre trivia talents and try to accumulate some moderate wins and have a keg party in my parents' basement, and both my parents are here tonight. Yes. How do you feel about keg party in your basement? I don't think I have a chance or a choice. You don't have a choice. I don't think you have a choice. I think you picked June thirteenth, though, right? Yeah. You know what that is? That's 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 perfect because that's after our pan can walk, five k walk. Oh my god! Run! Then we'll come to our house, have a picnic, and do the keg. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, our main contributor, Fire, who who asked about Ben Roethlisberger three times, we're doing a five k for him. uh, he has been fighting pancreatic cancer for over a year. A true 18 soldier, months. 18, 18 months. Coming up on 18 months. That's amazing. That's awesome. And we're going to do a run for him and then do the, the, the five. That's that's already a that's, done, that's already done. We don't even need We can go. We, we don't even need to win What's anymore. your 20 years? We're going to do a 5K there. Then we're coming back to my house and doing another 5K. Yes. And then we're going to uh, drink the keg. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's our 20th anniversary of graduating high school for me and Rob. And the, and a bunch of the other people that will be there as well. But please check them out. Old Bushead Brewery has some new brews out. Go check them out. Showing some live events. They're showing the NCAA tournament if you want to yeah. go down over the weekend. They're doing it all. Uh, went camping this weekend, guys. And nothing weird. No. Except for the fact weird. that I feel bad. One of our compadres brought his dogs with him. And the dogs all assimilated very well for the first 30, 35 minutes because that's what they do. But dogs are dicks. The moment we all turned around and played horseshoes, <laughs> they got in a battle. And Brandon, oh, that's his, oh, oops, I, it was my, it was our boy Brandon. His dogs like attacked Zach's dogs. And no, they're fine. Everyone's fine. I mean, there was there was injuries. I mean, it happened, but everyone's fine with it. But I just want to bring this up. It's happened in my life. It's an awkward moment. When other people's like dogs or things they can't control attack each other, and then everyone's like surrounding each other, trying to act like everything's okay when it could be okay, because it wasn't like they fought each other. Very awkward moment. Lots of injuries to our boy. I'm just bringing up Quest for the Keg members because Brandon's in there too. He's there for one week. Rob, have you had a time where your dog has been attacked or your dog has attacked? And, like, the owners have to be cordial, right? I mean, it's not their fault. I mean, you, know, you guys aren't... No one's feeding them, like, red meat and arsenic. Have you had that experience? It smells like what? I don't yeah. ever remember. I'm not, I don't really remember. Yeah. It was It was violent. Like, lacerated ear. <clears throat> I did have one time when uh, when I had first moved into the house that I live in now. My neighbor... It, the house had been vacant for a couple years. And uh, just uses, like, a summer home. And... Uh, the neighbor's dog assumed it was their house, and they had this like big, supposedly nice dog that uh, 
was it so nice? Like, every time I'd go out to my car, it'd be, like, growling at me and stuff. So, I, you know, and I said something to him one time about it, but I was like, didn't think it was a big deal. And then one night, I went to let my dog, Otis, out. And it's, it's like, 11 o'clock at night, and I open the door, and the neighbor's dog is standing at my front door, growling at me. When I open up the door, he's just growling at me. And Otis goes out, and they just, it looked like a cartoon, like, tornado, you know, of fighting. <clears throat> and when I when they broke it up and I went outside and it's dark, I didn't even have time to turn the light on. And I grab Otis and I bring him inside. Otis is covered in blood. I mean, Otis is, uh, and I'm like, oh, man. And uh, so I called my neighbor at like, you know, 1130. It was just before midnight. And I was like, uh, our dogs just got into a fight and y- you, you, you need to check your dog out because my dog's covered in blood. And uh, they were like, my dog's completely fine. So it was just my dog had got its no- nose like busted open. Uh, it was bleeding all over the place. But yeah, that was really, that was kind of awkward because it was my neighbor who I didn't really know. And I was, had had a couple of uh, interesting situ- run-ins with its dog, you know. And then like it literally was waiting at my door one night for us to open it up. So Accusations fly everywhere. It was, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. It was amongst friends, but it could get bad. Dog fighting. Hey, the easy segue to trivia is just to go straight from dog fighting just to say, hey, let's play some trivia. My now that I've got my marker and my whiteboard, uh, we love adding trivia to this. We used to, be a, we used to be a three-pronged fork. Now we bring the fourth prong. I guess we don't eat salad with that fork. I, I'm great at this. <laughs> you like that? That was pretty good. Trivia is our fourth prong, and we're bringing it out tonight. Um... Trivia is going to include some in, the in-studio guests of Mike Rogers, right? Yep. Yes. Let's get on it if we're going to try to get it done before yeah, yeah. that t- 10 o'clock. Uh, no, we have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to act professional. We have a real guest coming on. We're doing trivia. All right, so Noodle is the previous winner, so he'll be opening up tonight. Yes. Picking categories, followed by Mitch, and then, cl- close, and then Mike will be third. That'll be the order for tonight. I hate that Noodle's the trivia winner. Like I hate it. You know it. I hate that you're you're taking over the tri- the entertainment segment with your trivia so knowledge. When? All right, go ahead and hit the time, uh, timer. In the, well, if, in the thirty oh, minutes, <clears throat> whoever is the winner will be the winner. Um, I added a couple categories to kind of weight this out, and I'm going to change one of the categories to a multiple choice just to uh, mm. kind of even it out a little bit. Some of the questions I was going to use last week when we didn't play. The uh, trivial show categories for tonight are Wu-Tang Clan 36 Chambers. Obviously skewed towards Mitch. And I will make that one a multiple choice question. Category number two, Chinese food. Category number three, movie quotes. Category number four, state capitals. I hate that category. Category five, Super Bowl winners. And category number six, Spelling Bee. All right, so the categories open. And there will be three daily doubles on the board tonight. And whoever, if you call on that question, if it's your turn to call on that question, it'll be worth a right. double for you, the regular point score for everybody else. To all the new listeners, you can jump in. If you, right. if you call, we will put you on. Give us a call. 888-8-8-7-6-4. This isn't just for us. It's for you. To, to, that insatiable appetite for trivia that we have right now that we're trying to move on to everybody trivia else. Trivia crap. Trivia <laughs> All right, Noodle, category number one. Jeff Coolhane will have you. It'll be a different show at 10 o'clock, buddy. Let's go uh, Chinese food, 200. Chinese food for 200. 
This is a Chinese soup of wispy beaten eggs and a boiled chicken broth. <laughs> and Rob, you need to get down with my categories. I've done it a little uniquely this time. So, this is my Chinese You have category. so much stuff no, written all over. This is my China category. Okay. You see underneath? Okay. You got it? You got it. And the Mike, question again, an the question again, Rob, is what? Just to keep it going for our listeners. Who that is not it. correct. The correct answer <laughs> is egg drop soup. Mike guessed drunken noodle. Noodle and Mitch had the question right for 200 again, points. Again, true to form. Can Damn. I have uh, my wife help me here? No. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. That Lisa and Rancid. Okay, Mitch, category, the second category choice goes to you, Mitch. I will go with Wu-Tang Clan for the lowest amount. Really? Wu-Tang Clan for 200 points. Yes. And I'll give you a multiple choice of three members. You guess the member that said this these lines on the 36 chambers. For 200 points. Hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. Who you getting flam when they come to the jam? Here I am, here I am. Your options are A, Method Man, B, Old Dirty Bastard, or C, The Jizza Genius. Mike, do you, do you have an answer? Mike guesses old, dirty. The correct answer is Method Man, Mitch, and Noodle had it correct. Fell for my fake head. He fell. I watched him looking at me. He <laughs> fell for my fake head nod. Mitch you nodded said him off. I yeah. saw your fake head That nod. is true. It is true. It is true. Look at his, his face is red. Okay. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. You better be. You Mike, better be the in. category goes to you. You so, can always pick a double, a daily double, and, ju- and leapfrog everybody. No, I'm going to stay uh, Super Bowl winners for the 200, is it? Super Bowl winners for the first for 200. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's six of them. We have six of them, right, Dad? We do. That's true. Super Bowl 49, XLIX. Who was the winner? 49, 4D9. Super Bowl 49. I misspelled it, but. Who was the winner? So, spelling doesn't count except for the spelling B round. Okay. As long as I can understand it. It's going to be. Am I right there? The correct answer for Super Bowl 49's winner is New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. Everybody has it right for 200 yeah. points. 200 points made sense. Jeez, at least I got Mitch one. and Noodle move into the lead with 600 points, and Mike is on the board with 200 points. And he controls the board. The category goes to Noodle. Uh, let's go spelling bee 200. Oh, oh, yeah. Spelling bee for 200. Please get into this. Spell this word correctly. <laughs> Dumbbell. What? What? For 200 points, can you spell dumbbell? Oh, hang on. Good. All right, we got Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, everyone. I don't think it's right. Let's go. We've got three people putting up these boards, looking at it. Biggest trivia contest in the world going on. Everybody is wrong. There's two bells and dumbbells. Uh, two bells uh, and dumbbells. I thought so. Dumb. I knew it. 
Dumbbell. D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L. That's no, it. I was going to go with that one. Everybody got it incorrect. I'm going to Google. We got to Google, Google that. that one. That one seems very... Mitch. That's the, the, you know when those things have those words that are misspelled that have your taste in your mouth? That has a bad taste in my mouth, Mr. These Ryan. are all most commonly misspelled words. I knew. I, I, felt, I felt that it was wrong. Well, you know what? Mitch, I'm category you, goes to you. I'm going to go with Super Bowl champions for the maximum 1,000 meters. Oh, Super Bowl champions for 1,000 points. Super Bowl 26, XXVI. Who won that Super Bowl? Oh, so you're just going down. I mean, that doesn't give anything. So unoriginal. Just give me a, a number. That's Alex Trebek, I'm booing this. 15 years ago. 26. So you're 11 in there. 26. Every answer is going to be the Patriots. <laughs> oh, both of you. We're going with a little bit different flavor here. Don't let them see. You want Patriots, too, right? I think Mitch Rogers is right. Super Bowl 26 was won by the Washington Redskins oh. for 1,000 points. Mitch got oh. the right answer. Oh, you guys Mitch know. moves into right. the lead with 1,600 points. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mitch moves into the lead with 1,600 points. Noodle has 600 points and Mike has 200. Mike, the category goes to you. What do you what category do you choose? Don't go back to that Super Bowl winning category because I just Chinese your food, ass. movie quotes, smoked your ass. Wu Tang, 36 Chambers, State Capitals. Let's do State Capitals for uh, 200. State Capitals for 200. I mean, points. that stays pretty steady, you know. What is the capital of Georgia? For 200 points. Oh, what help. is the capital of Georgia? Whether oh, it be for you. Oh, my God. I'm such a sports fanatic. I have one. I, no, that's not right. Did you put something down? Just think about where Big Ben was. Oh, damn it. I'm wrong. I don't know what it is. Middle. I thought Mike is the only one with the correct answer. Atlanta is the capital oh, of Georgia. Is it really? I, that's so. For sure. Ask Sherman. And he wasn't in Atlanta, by the way. He was in Milledgeville, which is nowhere near Atlanta. I'm talking about Sherman, not Big Know Ben. Know your rape history. <laughs> My God. My God. I'll, t- I'll tell you off Noodle. there, Mitch. Noodle with 600 points. Mitch with 1,600. Mike moving up with 400. Noodle category moves to you. Uh, let's go Atlanta's Chinese food, 400. Chinese food Chinese. for 400 points. Again, Egypt. What is the term in Chinese food for tossed noodles? Tossed noodles. Know your Chinese food. If you're at a Chinese restaurant and you want tossed noodles, what are you asking for? For 400 points. Do you know your Chinese food? What's your favorite? Mitch? The correct answer is lo mein. Everybody has it correct for 400 points. Mitch is in still in first place with 2,000. Give me Wu-Tang for 1,000. Oh, oh, there he goes. Come on, Mitch. Peggy, I need your help. Wu-Tang for 1,000. By the way, we're bringing it at you. You're listening to this session. We're live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Give us a call, 347-838-764. We love trivia in our first segment because we love trivia. We're coming at you right now. Wu-Tang for 1,000 points from yeah. 36 Chambers. Whose line was this? And I'll make it multiple choice. 
I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser, raising hell with the flavor. Terrorize the jam like the troops in Pakistan, swinging through your town like the neighborhood Spider-Man. So, uh, tick-tock and keep ticking while I get you flipping off the shit I'm kicking. The Lone Ranger, Code Red, Danger. Who said those lines? Was it the RZA, You God, or Inspector Deck? One and three choice. I just did it the last part of it. You have to point because like, well, like, like, I, I see it now. Okay. The correct answer is the inspector deck of the Rebel INS. Uh, Mitch has it right for a thousand points. Mitch is about to run away with the board tonight, moving up to three thousand points. For me. You Noodle coming in second with a thousand, and Mike with eight hundred. Mike, the category goes to you. Checking it out. The session let's, trivia. Let's do uh, state capitals for the state map. capitals. Oh my capitals. god! Jesus. State capitals for how much? All the way. I like how you okay add- for a thousand points. Rob, do you like how he added another B into that? Capitals. He didn't add it to the capitals. B in dumbbell. That's he, con- he transferred his B over. State That's capitals to, to confuse for th- you, West Virginia folks. Mike chose hey. state capitals for a thousand points. It's a daily double. This oh. is worth two thousand points for Mike, Mike and only Mike if he gets it right. A oh, thousand. Points for the rest of you. State Capitals, what is the capital of Wyoming? For 2,000 points for Mike, for 1,000 for Mitch, 1,000 for Noodle, what is the state capital of Wyoming? Mm, I don't have it. Wyoming. Noodle, you have a guess. Does anybody I, have a guess? I, I spelled Capital it, of Wyoming. I spelled it guys, wrong. If you guys know it. The correct ac- answer is Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Mike has nice. it right for 2,000 points. There you go. That's how you do it. That's how he does it. Oh, my God. He finally did something. Jumping back in competition with 2,800 points, Mike. Mitch, the leader, with 3,000. And Noodle Damn. bringing up the rear with 1,000 points. Noodle, the category goes to you. All right. You need to do a good category here for you. We gotta take you down. Hey man, let's the go Chinese food a thousand. Chinese food a thousand. Chinese He's food. done Chinese food for every category. Chinese food for a thousand. Ding ding ding. This is a daily double what for a thousand hell? points. That's this bull- is worth two thousand points for noodle, a thousand points for the rest of you. Yes. I think this has been set up. Chinese food. No, it's written. It is written. <laughs> it's a spicy stir fried dish. Made with chicken, peanuts, vegetables, and chili peppers. Name that Chinese food for 2,000 points for noodle, 1,000 for the rest of you. Noodle has it. It's a spicy stir-fried dish made with chicken, peanuts, vegetables, and chili peppers. Noodle does not have it, first of all. Noodle does not have it right. The correct answer is Kung Pao Chicken. Mike and Mitch have it right for 1,000. And that is... Our former producers. Father and son, fist pump. That is Dan Duggan's favorite meal in the world. Just put that out there. Mitch in the lead with 4,000 points. Mike in second place with 3,800, only 200 points behind. And Noodle with 1,000. Mitch, the category goes to you. Noodle. I feel bad because I know we're going to have to get to the Wu-Tang, and I'll let everyone do that. So I'm going to go Super Bowl champions, 800. Super Bowl champions for 800 points. Super Bowl 32. XXXIII. (laughs) You're just doing the... Damn it, I hate that you just... All right, Make so, a timeline in your mind. And I like, know how it's working, but it's... Come on. 
32. We were Super Bowl 30, Dad. And 31 was... Oh, man. Yeah. 32 was a big one in our timeline, I think. Like... <sighs> XXX, and then that, and then them. I'm sorry I put that historical reference in your hell's head, but... For 800 points, Super Bowl 32. Noodle and Mike, do you have an answer? The Giants is incorrect, and the Eagles mm-hmm. are incorrect. Because the Eagles have never won never one. Won. Oh, that's Denver one. Broncos is correct. Ah. Mitch wins the category with 800 points. Mitch moves up to 4,800 points. 30 was Dallas A against Pittsburgh. 1,000 points above Mike, Sir, Mike, the category goes to you. I'm just, I'm just spreading my knowledge on Super Bowl, so I just want to do this, sweep this category and get the fucking thing over with. We have Spelling Bee, Super Bowl winners, 31 was Green Bay, 32. Movie quotes, nobody's going Let's to movie quotes. Let's do movie yet. quotes for 400. Movie quotes for 400 points. <laughs> I'm giving away his numbers. 33 Movie quotes for 400 Denver. points. <laughs> 34. Shut up. Movie quotes for 400 points. A lot of holes in the desert. A lot of problems are buried in those holes, but you got to do it right. I mean, you got to have the hole already dug before you show up with the package in the trunk. Otherwise, you're talking about a half hour to 45 minutes worth of digging. And who knows who's going to come along in that time. Pretty soon, you got to dig a few more holes. You could be out there all fucking night. Damn it. And have what? What movie is that quote? How do you not make audio? We have this is a radio show. Why do we have quotes to play? I like that you do it, but. We should have some quotes. I have no idea. I'm pretty close. Very, very popular opening sequence from a movie. A lot of holes in the desert and a lot of problems are buried in those holes. (laughs) I don't know. Do you have a guest to venture, Mitch? Casino is correct. Oh, get down. For 400 points. Funky cells. Mitch moves up to 5,200 points. This guy is ringing it up. Mike has 3,800 points. Noodle has 1,000 points. I thought that was pretty good. This guy is ringing it up. Just Halfway. remember. Halfway through. That we'll be bringing on Jeff right? Colhane, studio host, yeah, director man. of broadcasting for Mountaineer Sports Network at 10 All right, o'clock. Mitch, your bring category. It bring it on. Your no, category, was, Mitch. That was, that was Halfway mine. through. Oh, it's, is it news? Yeah, because you did quotes. Okay. Should be the person that gets it right. Who picked the quote? I did. Yeah, he did. Do okay, it, Noodle. So it's Noodle. So let's go... Uh, Chinese food for one. <laughs> let's go capital 600. <laughs> Capitals for 600 points. We're taking you down, this Noodle. This is the capital of Delaware. Oh, man. For 600 points, what is the capital of Delaware? I don't know any capital. For 600 points, the capital of Delaware. How do I not know Delaware's capital? You know what? I don't have it. I'm just I'm blanking. You know, I'm, I'm taking myself out of the category. I don't have it. I don't have any. I'm, I'm just I, guess. There's how many thing, places can you imagine? There's like in six cities in Delaware. It's one of them. Yeah, it's one of those six. I can't get it. I, I can't. Just put Dewey Beach. I know. That's what I want to put. That's what I want. Do you guys, anybody have a uh, What's a guess? answer what's, to venture? What's your guess? What's this is wrong. 
That's Rhode Island. That's right. That's correct that it's Rhode Island. It's not correct for Delaware. <laughs> well, Providence. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I, I don't know. I don't know Red Rover, Red Rover, let Dover come over. Dover, wow. Delaware. Dover, Delaware for 600 so points. Easy. Nobody got it right. Stupid capitals. Now, Mitch, category goes to you. All right. All right. Give me Wu-Tang Clan for 800. Wu-Tang Clan for 800 points. Let me just let this thing roll, baby. Wu-Tang Clan for 800 points. From 36 Chambers. Whose lines was were these? <laughs> Raw, I'm going to give it to you. With no trivia. Like Raw like cocaine straight, straight from Bolivia. My hip-hop will rock and shock the nation. Like the Emancipation Proclamation. Who said those lines? Was it A, the Jizza, B, you God, or C, Master Killer? One in three chance. I really don't. I really don't. Like, I'm trying to think. Emancipation Proclamation. It's 800. It should be hard. Even for a Wu Tang master like you, man. No, I know, I know. I mean, I can't really. But I think. It but it's was, a one I, in three. I think it was this dude. One in three. Does everybody have a guess to venture? Whoever was A, that's Peggy's chance. Peggy's. A was wrong. Jizza was wrong. You got is correct. Oh, Mitch again, with yeah. eight hundred points. Uh, raw, give it to Mitch you with no trivia. Like cocaine straight from Bolivia. Six thousand points his for Mitch. Rocket shot the nation who from who Emancipation. Thirty-eight hundred for Mike. A thousand for Noodle. <laughs> Who would give Mitch a Wu Tang category in the in a game of trivia? That's I made it sweet. one in three chance of multiple <laughs> choice. Mike, yeah. the category goes to you. Okay, okay. okay. A suicidal. Okay. I set the microphone on fire. All right, here we go. Let's do uh, state capitals. What do I got? Left? I, yeah, yeah. I've got one of those right. That's easy. State capitals for eight hundred points. Okay, let's do it. It's out of the way. What is the state capital of Alaska? For 800 points, the state capital of Alaska. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know where I'm going with that. I spelled it wrong, but you got it. The state capital of Alaska is Juneau. (laughs) Juneau, Alaska. (laughs) Juneau. Mitch got it correct. (laughs) With 800 points, Mitch is Ah, up to 6,800. Actually, the only state capital that's not connected to the rest of the state by roads. All right. Hey, guys. Noodle category goes to you. My taint. Mm-hmm. Only one left in state capitals. We've got Super Bowl winners. Spelling Bee. Let's go Spelling Bee 600. Spelling Bee for 600. This is a daily double for 600 points. Here's your chance to get back into it. Noodle, 1,200 points random. for you, 600 for everybody else. Spell Mischievous for 600 points, 1,200 points for Noodle. Spell Mischievous. Mine's right. I don't care. Just off the mic on it. Last time I did it was on the the periodic table. Yes, that's right. That's correct. Rob did a good pronunciation of that to try to get you to have that right there. Use it in a sense. Mike is the only one with the correct spelling of mischievous. Let me see. (laughs) For 600 points. Oh, there's an I in there? Yeah, I I took it out. Up to 4,400 points. A rad, a rad, Mitch has 6,800 points. Noodle with 1,000 points. It's my turn for it all. Um, can I get Super Bowl champs for the most you can go for? 800 points. No, I'm sorry. 600, 600 I think points. That's where we got to go here. Super Bowl champs for 600 points. 
Who won Super Bowl 38? 38. It's so hard to remember. XXXIX. It's so hard to remember. We were in... It's so hard. It's so hard to do. Oh, man. I'm just going to go with... It is very difficult there. I'm thinking that's the stage where these fools had to be back in. Super Bowl 38. Just waiting for Mike. I don't remember them ever winning one. New England Patriots is correct. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. 600 points. There we go. New England Patriots, everybody. Come on. I got it. I got it. I'm telling everyone else. We have other listeners. We're playing our little game. Mitch is in first place with 7,400. Mike in second with 5,000 points. Big category. Noodle with 1,000. 1,000. Go for it, Dad. Noodle. No, it's your turn. Your turn. What do we got left there? M- Lots of movie plan. quotes. There's Chinese a daily food. double out there. A movie quote. No one's even done that. It doesn't work. Chinese food. Let's do Chinese Spelling food. Spelling bee. Chinese food. Chinese food. We have uh, for 600, <laughs> for 800. 800. For 800 points. A tray of American Chinese cuisine or Hawaiian cuisine consisting of an assortment of small meat and seafood appetizers that typically... Are cooked tableside on a small barbecue grill. What? Repeat that again. <laughs> this is a tray of American cuisine. The, the, know your Chinese food. It's a name for a tray of American Chinese cuisine or Hawaiian cuisine consisting of an assortment of small meat and seafood appetizers that typically you cook tableside on this platter. I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm it could include spare ribs, chicken wings, beef on a stick. I mean, I think we're spelling it all wrong. But the answer that I'm looking for, everybody got it, did not get it, is poo poo. Oh, the, the poo poo platter. Poo poo platter. I wanted to go in. I was like, that can't be it. Damn it! You and your sh- the poo poo platter. Mugu guy pan. I want dim sum. I want mugu guy pan. I went hibachi. That was terrible. Hibachi's not even right. At least I went with the <laughs> dish. Hibachi's Japanese. So, all right, we got to speed it up. Go, oh, go, so go, 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 go. We're running Chinese out of time. Chinese food, 600. Chinese food, I gotta prepare. food for we have 600 points. What is the Chinese term for fried noodles? Fried noodles. For 600 points. Oh, 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 damn it. Fried noodles. Oh, I know what it is. I, oh, my God. For 600 points. Oh, man. I can't think of it. I can't think of it. I can't think of it. It can't be right. I can't think of it, man. Nobody has a guest adventure? No. The answer that I was looking for is chow mein. Oh, chow mein. Chow mein. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let that roll. Let All right, roll. Mitch. Your category. Wu-Tang Clan for whatever highest that we can go with. Wu-Tang Clan. we got to clear them out, guys. For... 600 points. We got like two more minutes. We got to like at least For 600 points. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no jive. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old man. So then we moved to Shallon Land. Was that the Rizza, the Jizza, or Raekwon the Chef? Who said that on 36 Chambers? 
the Rizza, Life as a the Jizza, so or Raekwon, the chef. Whatever you said, number two. Correct answer is the chef Raekwon. That's one guy that got it right. For 600 points, Noodle and Mitch got it correct. Noodle yeah. moves up to 1,600 points. Yeah. And Mitch in the lead oh, with 8,000. We should go in like a final battle mode. I know we got a couple of minutes. I should probably prepare. I got to call this guy professional. What do you want to do? Double points forever calls the category. Uh, it's fine. All right, Mike. Yeah. What's the final? Where are we at yeah, right, right now? What's, what are the points? What are the point totals? You have 8,000. Mike has 5,000. Noodle has 1,600. Yeah, I'm, right, out. I'm, out. I'm out. I'll let y'all back in. No, double points. Let's You're roll. Right, man. State capitals. Oh, State capitals. Worth double points for Mike, single points for everybody else. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was. I thought it was just double points to at least okay, eliminate people. Okay, for 400 points. Get the hell out. What is the capital of North Dakota for 400 points? 800 points for Mike, 400 points for Mitch and Noodle. Oh, I don't got it. North Dakota. I don't got it. I don't got it. That's the capital one. of North Dakota is Bismarck. Oh, Nobody man, got it's it so right. Easy. How do we not even Noodle. The category goes for you for double points. Double points. Let's go quotes for 400. Movie quotes for 800 or, for Noodle. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Whatever. close. 200 or we have 800 Let's or 1,000. You go for 1,000. 1,000. 1,000 points. Question. 2,000 for Noodle. Welcome back to the session. Let me put that on post for a second. All right. 2,000 points for Noodle. Thousand points for everybody else. Last question. I could use a good man to help me get my project on wheels. I'll help. I'll keep my eye out for you and the chessboard ready. Remember, Red Hope. Hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. I will be hoping that this letter finds you and finds you well. Your friend Andy. What movie is that quote from? For a thousand points, two thousand for Noodle. Everybody got this one. Mitch and Mike have it right. Shawshank Redemption for a thousand hey, points. Mitch wins his first yeah, trivial first show. Trivia. That's my first trivial trivial show. It's awesome. With nine thousand points, a score of nine thousand points. It's a new record, right? It's, yeah, that might be. Well, like, what is that? <laughs> I have no idea. Mike has six thousand points. I'm proud of myself. I had sixteen hundred. I, I redeemed myself a little bit, but I think you dumbed it down for me there, Rob. Thank you. I don't think it was a dumbed down. No, it was actually. I, it, I, it, it was, was like hard. The, it was so it hard. It was hard, but it was all Wu Tang questions. <laughs> Wu Tang yeah. and Super Bowls. You know, you take that Wu Tang category out of there. Yeah, that's true. I did clear that story. category. Different story. I got one hey, Rob, question, Rob. You know what I feel like? They're Maryland fans. Bitching about losing, just like to the West Virginia fans. And you know what? Right, we got guests. We're going to talk about that because Jeff Coolhand's right. going to come on. And something we don't talk about a lot. We've talked, I, and I never knew why. Rob's not a big fan of the March Madness. I am. And we're going to talk about it, discuss a little bit in the next segment. We're going to go to a quick break. Bring Jeff Coolhane on from Mountaineer Sports Network. Have some Mountaineers talk a little bit about the Sweet 16. Uh, trivia segment is done. I am the champion. We'll be back right after this. (laughs) 
want to welcome everybody back to the session. Coming at you after a very live segment of trivia where it got really real in here, especially when it's my father in studio for the first time, my mom in studio. Bringing everybody here, I'm Mitch Rogers. Next to me, as always, is Rob Reagan. Producing tonight is The Noodle. Always, without your Jesus hair. No Jesus hair now. No Jesus hair, and you're one week removed from it, and you're officially in awkward stage. When you had it shaved down to the bone, it looked awesome. You went from Jesus to serial killer. Now you're in awkward stage. And I'm glad, because you have perfect hair. That's it's like softy stage. <laughs> kind of is. Kind of is. I want to thank everybody for following us piping. here on Block Talk Radio. Again, the quest for the keg continued as we were at the Old Bushead Brewery, finishing in third this week in Trivia Rob. Disappointing a little bit, but got our $5. Going to get that keg out, and our 20th high school reunion will be funded by trivia winnings. <laughs> we're terrible at trivia, but we're going to inch our way up. We just do it honestly, though. We don't open book it. We were talking about that. There was a table. You know, we play every week, and there's a table that's never been there before, to my knowledge. And I think we caught them cheating on it at least, like, three times. Where they asked the bartender for an answer and got an answer, they were looking up an answer on their phone, and they were even trying to Shazam songs on uh, the music category. No, that is unfortunate. And, uh... But they won. They won second place, so good for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, right now, we're trying to get on the phone Jeff Coolhane with the Mountaineer Sports Network from IMG. We're going to bring him on because one thing that has been going on and we have neglected because I just realized that Rob doesn't like March Madness at all, which is insane I don't, to me. That's like really... I, 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 no, I, I just don't follow it like everybody else has. I, like lost interest in making uh, brackets like in college. That's true. It's I, just so much at once, and I have uh, I couldn't devote like so much of one day to watching so many basketball games. But no, I, I've just lost. Yeah, I'm not your uh, I'm not your extreme uh, college tournament fan. But it's not that I hate it. I'll watch it. It's just that it's all so much at once, and I, you know, it's really not my favorite. But it's not you, you. You play it. You play it out like I hate it or something. I love basketball. It's just I'm not that. You know, it's not that meaningful to me. Football season, baseball season, even NBA basketball. But it, it's so much. It, so, it's such a short time that I, it's I, I lose track of it. I'm not as well versed as a lot of people. No, I understand. I understand. So we're going to bring on right now from the Mountaineer Sports Network from IMG, uh, Jeff Coolhane. Uh, thank you for gracing us with your presence tonight. Um, Want to talk some? Uh, we, we want to talk. I, I'm so biased, and everyone knows it. Uh, I'm bringing on a West Virginia guy. I'm an alumnus of West Virginia. I wouldn't have been introduced to the school if it wasn't for my co-host Rob, um, who went there as well. Um, we we are loving this Sweet 16 run. Uh, we are kind of in. I think it's fair to say we're in Maryland Terps country, especially when they're good. I can mm-hmm. go back to 2002, 2003, and in that era when that's all you heard. Um, so we we see this victory in the thirty two um, as a basically a, a, like the template that 
that Huggins has been designing the entire time. And it seemed like it caught the Terps by surprise. And they might have many monikers for Huggins and the rest of the crew there. But I think they just played WVU basketball. And it was, it, it was pretty exquisite, especially in the form that we've seen this year. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you had 20, 23 turnovers that uh, led to, what, 26 points? Is that the, uh, the number <laughs> right. On, uh, right. on Sunday night? Right, right, yeah, and, 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 and I mean, you know, yeah, and it, it, I mean, it's, yeah, go ahead, guys. No, 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 no. Sorry, and it, it's unbelievable because we, there was excuses flying all over the place about it. But when you cause a team that's used to having twelve turnovers a game to have ten plus more than that, uh, they're not going to win, even if they can keep their star player in. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, look, I watched Maryland play against Nebraska. Um, back a few weeks ago at the Comcast at the Xfinity Center, and I'm, I was impressed. I'm a big fan of Mello Trimble. I think he's a really good player. I like that as well. I think he's a good player on, on the on the floor. And there's a lot of good things for them. And Jake Lane is kind of an X factor. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what the the excuse would be. I mean, maybe you know Trimble getting getting banged up a little bit, getting injured. But you know, West Virginia plays hard, and and they're going to do whatever they can. Somebody up the game, and they're going to push the envelope, and, and, and they're going to push the uh, the threshold, I guess, if you will, of, of what, how the game is going to be called. I mean, the team yeah. that uh, a team that's been uh, following the most of any Mountaineer team of all time, right. you're playing 10, 11, 12 guys, you're playing full court pressure like uh, nobody else in college basketball this year. So your brand of basketball is we're going to play hard, we're going to play physical. Um, and we're going to force you to be uncomfortable. And that's exactly what they did versus Maryland. And, and Maryland didn't really handle it that well uh, throughout the game on Sunday night. No, I, and I agree. And I mean, this makeup of this team, I really think now, uh, you know, like maybe a month ago you could say there was uh, one player you had to keep in and there was 11 interchangeable parts uh, with Staten. Uh, but now Devin Williams has joined that crew. So, but, but pretty much they have two people that you need in the game, and they're all interchangeable up and down the floor. And that means that they can yeah, they can test the metal, I guess, of these referees to see, yeah, we might foul every play, but are you going to call them all? The moments when they do, right. it, it, it harkens back to like the Texas game where they lost by 20, you know, when they just called all the fouls right away. They put them in a weird position, especially in the NCAA tournament, where now the pressure's on because they're calling too many fouls, which I think leans into their favor. They have 10 players that they can shift in and out not interchangeably, I think that's loose, and I think it's the national kind of you know reputation of the team, but almost that way where they can keep them rolling in and keep them fresh, and they just cause people to have a different game plan, and especially if you play them with only one day of preparation, like if you can play, you know, if they could win the Sweet 16 game and play a right. team in the eight, um, I think it can be beneficial, but uh, they definitely put people in bad in, in bad spots. I don't think it's sloppy basketball. I think it's ingenious by what Huggins, what Huggins is doing with the with the group he has. Well, you know, when you have a coach who is desperate to get back to the NCAA tournament right. and get back to uh, being a relevant team in college basketball after two uh, years where they weren't, right. and they, they were close at times last year when they made their run, um, you know, in, in conference play. But NIT is not relevant um, when you're when you're talking yeah. about the expectations that Hugs has. Um, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see a coach completely scrap what he has done right. 
and change and do do something completely different from one year to the next. Now, this is something Hugs obviously did at Cincinnati when he had all the um, the athletes and the quickness and all the the players that he had there during his glory years at Cincinnati. So, I think it's really good coaching. I think it's it's a coach recognizing that the way that they need to win with the personnel they had recruited and the people they had in place so far was this way. And everybody's bought in. You've got to give a lot of credit to the coaches and more to the players. And I think it's, I think it's interesting. You know, you have a lot of really good players on this team. And one of the things that I've, I've heard a lot here from last year to this year about this crew is that they like to practice and that they like to play with each other. And when you have, you know, when you have situations where um, not everyone's on the same page, you're going to have some discontent. You're going to have some issues, and I think there was some, some of that going on the last couple of years. But not this year. That's not the case. Uh, these guards, uh, Jonathan Holton at the point right. of the press, um, when they get this thing rolling, and I don't think there's another press like it in college basketball this year. I think you might have to go back to that 1994 Arkansas team that was 94 feet of hell under Nolan Richardson. I agree. I think, I think that's, a, that's pretty far. I mean, I don't know how far, 20 years back, but I, I think that's where you have to go to get a, a pressure uh, type of defense that is similar to what this West Virginia group has this season. No, I no, I completely agree. And I mean, you know, I was trying to put their historical relevance before the tournament started into into play with you know just some coworkers and so forth. And I was saying it has the potential to they have the potential to disrupt a few teams on their quest to try to do something big. And Maryland is one of those teams who since 2003 hasn't done anything. They get put in the right bracket. They could have flown through to the elite eight or the final four, especially if they're at Michigan state's bracket. Um, West Virginia is that team you throw in there that can cause matchup disasters. The next matchup obviously is Kentucky. I wouldn't, what's the feeling around Morgantown? Like, is there a feeling of, do we have a chance? Because I know around here there is for me in my house, just me, just because I just we we're in Wizards country around here, and you know I just always right. do the John Wall thing because I knew his last college game he lost to the Mountaineers. So I have a feeling there's a chance. I know it's a 14 point spread. I know there's only a seven percent chance in ESPN, uh, whatever they do. Is it, mm-hmm. What's the feeling? What, I mean, it, it, what? How do we win this game? Well, your first question was, what's the, the vibe of the fan base yeah. in Morgantown? And I think what it is, yeah. Mitch, is that the vibe from this basketball team has rubbed off on the fan base. And the vibe of the basketball team is that they're not afraid. I love it. And I think this fan base, in a, in a, in a weird way, is confident going into this game. And I think a lot of it stems from 2010. You know, I think a lot of fans gravitate towards that game and what Hugs did to Kentucky with all those NBA stars with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and, and Patrick Patterson and that whole crew. I think there's a lot of that that rubs off on the fan base. But, you know, I'm sure we were going to talk about Daxter Miles here in a second. Yeah. You know, for a young man like that to, to go out and, and make the statement, that tells me that everybody on this team and this coaching staff, starting at the top of Bob Huggins, is, is not talking about uh, Kentucky being the better team, is not talking about, uh, you know, I'm sure it's all about respecting Kentucky for them doing what they have so far this year, but there's no fear, I don't think, in any way. And I think the fan base 
has a, a confidence and an excitement to be back in the Sweet 16. And I think there's an excitement level with what Hugs has done historically against John Calipari, going 8-2 and two against Cal. But how, how do you beat Kentucky? Well, there's, you know, there's a lot of layers to that, I think. But you brought up one point uh, just a moment ago. And I, and I believe it's going to be interesting to how this game is played, and, and it's how the game will be called. How the officials call this basketball game Thursday night. Will they allow West Virginia to press the, uh, press the threshold, push the threshold, and be physical and put their hands on the Harrison twins and on the, the Ulysses kid and, 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 and move them around the floor and, and push them into places on the floor that they don't want to go? Or is it going to be a whistle fest? And will the officials try and be the MVPs and the stars of the game? Because as, as you and I both know, as everybody knows, that will happen from time to time. Right. So what will this, this, this game be like from an officiating standpoint? I think that's one layer uh, that you start with. And I think another layer, uh, obviously, uh, is the length and the size of Kentucky with Willie Cauley-Stein and Carl Anthony Towns. You know, one of the things that I discussed today with Matt Jones from the Kentucky Sports uh, Radio Network uh, on my podcast was how do you beat Kentucky, that very same question. He said this. He said, if you have a big guy that can shoot from the outside and spread things out and put the ball on the floor a little bit, it's given Kentucky issues in the half court. Yeah. Well, I think Devin Williams has that aspect yeah. to his game, and that's the outside jump shot. I think Devin Williams can knock down a mid-range to an outside jump shot when it's there, and he has played extremely well. And we all know Devin won't back down to any challenge, a double-double against Maryland and double-figure points against Buffalo in that first-round game. So I think the continued success of Devin Williams against the Kentucky Bigs will be of extreme importance in Devin Williams shooting the ball from the outside if he has opportunities to knock down shots from the perimeter. Yeah, I agree. If he can, if he can spread it out, um, we've also seen Huggins. He's had the relentless pressure, but he's also, and you've seen it at the end of like the second Texas game. You saw it um, uh, in the in the first round uh, this week against Buffalo. He'll he'll switch it up a little bit. He'll go to that. It's not the one three one. I guess it's the one two. I don't even know what they call it. The one two three. But he's he actually switches it up a little bit. When you're facing a Kentucky team, uh, you follow the you follow the the team uh, way more than I do. Do you think that he's going to yeah. stay relentless with the press the entire time, or could you see pushing back a little bit, especially if Kentucky's doing what they normally do, where they dominate offensive rebounding, which we normally off, you know, which we normally dominate on the on the rebounding side yeah. together. Uh, do you see him making any yeah. changes? And if so, which ones do you think he would make? I know it's speculative because it's just – Sure. No, I, I hear what you're saying. But I, I don't believe that Hugs will change what he's going to do. I mean, I, I think he's going to throw the pressure out there to start. And then from there, from what he sees early – then make a decision on how much he uses it. You know, how will Kentucky, again, handle his style? And and the other part about the press is it's not always 94 feet. You know, sometimes, okay, we've we've shown the look of a full-court press at 94 feet, but sometimes we'll lay back, and then once you cross the timeline and you think all is well, we're going to run and jump you with with a couple of players and then make you move the ball around and, and take you out of your comfort zone in the half court. So it may not be 94 feet for 40 minutes. It may be 94 feet for the first six minutes and then back off for three and then 94 feet for the next five. 
and go back and forth and back and forth. I think you'll see some of the one-three-one half-court zone defense. I don't think that this this Mountaineer team is as good in that type of a zone the way that team in 2010 was, and really made life difficult on Kentucky from the outside. And conversely, Kentucky is a much better outside shooting team with the Harrison twins and with uh, with the Euless kid out there than that 2010 team was from the perimeter. So I think at this point. You don't change what you do. I think you throw at Kentucky what you're all about right away to start, and then you judge it from there to see how they've handled it, and you pick and choose your spots to to put that pressure into effect because of of how comfortable you are playing in the full court and how you can adjust and switch it up and use a different type of pressure once the ball has crossed the timeline. All right, we got Jeff Colhane on, studio host, director of broadcasting for Mountaineer Sports Network with IMG. I'm going to get you out on this. There, there's a lot of talk about Huggins going to that style because maybe a decline in basketball. So this is going to be a loaded question, just like I gave you a three-parter. Mm-hmm. Last, like I gave you a three-parter last time. Um, <laughs> is is him going to that style, recognizing that you can kind of make it and and, and move forward when you don't have the talent level. And also when you look at the Cinderella's this year with UCLA and Michigan state being considered Cinderella's and then you have Wichita state and Gonzaga as favorites. Yeah. It's pretty much to the climate of basketball right now. Where where do you see it at? You know, where, where, you know, mid majors are now majors. Every, you know, the, the talent level seems diluted a little bit. Um, just the overall state of basketball. That's all I'm going to leave you with. That's easy, right? Right. <laughs> What's yeah, the meaning of life? Absolutely. <laughs> very easy. No, I think I think as the storyline and the topic has been discussed all year, I think it I think it is diluted. I mean, I think it is down. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do that with the fact that the NBA is, you know, they they're not going to help out college basketball. I mean, the NBA is is fine with with everything they have set up so far. I, I think if for me, for college basketball and the NBA in a perfect world, I think it would be just like college football and college baseball, where if you want to go pro at, at the age of 18, after your high school year, then you go pro. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I mean, there are kids that can do that. I mean, basketball is different than football uh, in the fact that you don't have to, you're not physically ready to play in the NFL at age 18. I mean, it is what it is. But in basketball, you are. I mean, there's some speculation that this Kentucky team could push for a playoff bid in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. You know, I think that's crazy, but some people say that's possible. So in basketball, it works. So, so make, the, make the basketball model, and I, I, and I should go back and correct myself, not like college football, but like college baseball. Right. If you want to go pro at 18, go ahead and go pro. That's fine. But if you're not going to go pro, you got to stay in college for at least three years. you got to do it. And that would be that. That's what would happen in a perfect world if the NBA, you know, cared about that. They don't, they and it don't. won't happen ever. But but that would be my perfect world of how to make college basketball better from a draft NBA slash eligibility issue. As far as playing the style that Hugs has played, I don't think there's any doubt. And I think it's it's been actually documented um, over the last couple of weeks that that t- in today's game. Of, of college basketball, that kids are, are less fundamentally sound yeah. and, you know, aren't as good um, in, in certain areas of playing the game as they maybe were 20, 25 years ago. 
for whatever reason. You, some people blame the AAU circuit and, and all that, and I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not around it enough. I don't know. But I think it's obvious that with the one-and-done rule and, and the, the path that some kids are taking now with, with the way it's all set up, that, that kids aren't, um, that they aren't maturing and becoming as, as talented, or not as talented, but as, as, as quality of a basketball player as they could with more coaching at the collegiate level and, and better coaching uh, in the high school levels. So um, I think it is diluted, and I think that lends itself to, to uh, lend itself to being the type of uh, setup for a full-court pressure style of defense to cause a lot of problems uh, in this day and age of college basketball. You have to run it right. You have to have kids that buy in, that want to play that style because it's hard to, to execute. It's hard to play. But Hugs has done that. His guys have bought in, and they have uh, they've taken it to uh, another level that they do on the defensive side of the floor. Absolutely. Jeff and I, compl- I totally appreciate it. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you for your prediction because we're just going to have full faith and root for these Mountaineers. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on board. Uh, uh, Jeff Coolhane, he is uh, director of broadcasting for the Mountaineer Sports Network with IMG, studio host as well. We appreciate your time. We took you way more than five minutes. Thank you, Jeff. Anytime, guys. Give me a call. Uh, absolutely. Appreciate it so much. And, uh, he talks about the dilution of the game, and I think he's right, Rob. I, I think it's something where either you do it one way with either you have one and dunners in the mix, or you, you got to eradicate that. Because if you can have kids that can go straight to high school, at least the Dukes of the world will actually build a team and not try to go after these one and dunners. Because Duke, the team that used to not take these kids, now has Okafor, and they have a one and dunner every year. You just don't have legacy teams anymore. We don't have the teams we used to have, too, when we were kids. Let's get back. Let's do some more, not necessarily sports. Walking Dead, we can talk anything. Come back. You're listening to the session. Give us a call. Lots of MMA news, though. Absolutely. 347-838-8876. Johnny Blaze. And then you've got Tim Pal. Gangsters, what's up, guys? All right, we're back here on the session. Had two great segments. Uh, we love coming out of the old bus head trivia into our own trivia segment. We love crowning myself, Mitch Rogers, the trivia champion of the night. Yes, that's March 25th, 2015. If anybody is keeping record, log it down in your Doogie Hauser journal. That was my night to shine. My night to shine. Again, name my name already. Next to me, as always, is the one and only Rob Reagan. Rob, we've had an interesting show, interesting evening. An evening we can't discuss amongst the rest of the people because it's just been funny. But a great evening nonetheless, right? Very good evening. Yes. Dynamite. Dynamite. <clears throat> had an excellent interview, a nice episode of the Trivial Show. And uh, had some your family in studio and everybody was here tonight and a game of tri- tri- 
trivia before the show. Old Bus said it's been a great night. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of nights where it's um, well, trivia is every night. Us pretty much every night, especially for 2015, which I'm tipping our hats toward too. Uh, my mom and dad both. We've talked about our studio being in the same neighborhood where I grew up. Uh, that just became real as they were both here. My dad is no stranger to the show as he shows up in a few different segments. He's like that actor that's not well known in a comedy series that the producer loves that wants to keep giving a job to. So they'll keep giving them weird parts where people won't think they realize them from other parts. You know what I mean? Dad's in the bar. He's in the bar crowd skit. He's calls in all the time. He's our trivia guy. He's my dad. Right? Dad just shows up all the time and loses that trivia. He'll love that because he listens. I lost again. Noodle champions never lost a night in his life. Uh, Rob snuck out the Wu-Tang category and Super Bowl (laughs) champion category. Just a couple things before we end (laughs) the show, like some big stories. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Not returning to MMA in the UFC. He's re-signed with WWE. He will be uh, fighting in the main event at WrestleMania this Sunday night. uh, Live on the WWE Network. Is Snoop Dogg going to be involved in it? Snoop come out last week? Snoop was in it with Hulk Hogan last week. Just ripping his shirt apart. It's been a good lead up to road to uh, WrestleMania. When they were in Pittsburgh the other couple weeks, it's been about a month now, four weeks or five weeks ago. Wiz Khalifa was on it. It was really good. Snoop looks so tiny, though. On uh, I mean, just compared to wrestlers or whatever. But, yeah, he was good on it last week. But uh, So you got your WWE this week. And sad news hey, with... Uh, I, I hate that Brock Lesnar's not going to go to the UFC. I mean, is it because of health or just money? Just look, why would well, you supposedly the... Oh, yeah, or what's the deal, yeah. Supposedly UFC offered him as much as 10 times what he was making on his original contract, was, which was like 250000 uh, so I mean, it, yeah, so you got two point five mil. Or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, you know pretty significant. Uh, WWE. I think it's just he realized that he he's he doesn't really have what it takes to compete, and you know his time's kind of passed in that. I think uh, it's for taxing. being able to compete in. Uh, not only that, he's openly said many times that he doesn't like cutting to two hundred and sixty five pounds. Right. Which is the requirement oh, yeah. for heavyweight, uh, and that was you know there was rumors that there was a couple stipulations that he was talking about if he was to come back to MMA and that he would be more interested in fighting super heavyweight, which is basically two sixty six you know plus. I don't even know if there's a cap on super heavyweight, but uh, UFC doesn't have it, so you know it, it was it, there was right. kind of like some power plays there, but you know pretty big news in the UFC after that is uh, Cyborg. Uh, Santos has signed a UFC deal. She is going to be required to fight at least one fight at 135 pounds in an Invicta uh, before she'll earn a uh, championship uh, bout against Ronda Rousey. But this is going to be a highly uh, mm-hmm. uh, anticipated right, fight. What do you um, think? What, what's your what's your general reaction? Like gut feeling before doing all the analysis? Is, is Ronda Rousey win again? You think, I mean, what's the thing? Is she Kentucky in the rest of the field? You'll have to see uh, Cyborg actually make it to 135 pounds. She's fighting, been fighting at 145, and uh, she's complained for years now about, you know, the 
you know, the possibility of having to cut to 135, and she thinks that... I don't think she'll be at her best at 135 pounds. I don't think she thinks she'll be at her best at 135 pounds, and that's what her argument's been all along. And I don't really see anybody who can currently... You know, stands to stop Ronda Rousey, but there's going to be a lot. It's going to be a big. It's going to be a big fight. It'll be the biggest fight in women's mixed martial arts history. Uh, with the Pacquiao Mayweather of the women's world, yeah, yeah, two hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a different world. That's a different world. Yeah, it's <laughs> for a day. I'm with you. I, I I understand that's the way it's going to be. But I'm giving you. I want, I'm asking you. Your gut reaction. You can change it because you can. You're going to do more analysis when it comes up to it. Your gut feeling right now. Raw instinct. Does she have stand a chance? I don't. Yeah, I don't think it, at 135 pounds. I don't know anybody no. at this time that could beat uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, so UFC is is not going to have another event until April. Uh, that's going to be actually at the Patriot Center, April fourth. Chad Money Mendez versus, uh, versus Lamas, and that's uh, then. But this weekend, Bellator, Bellator one thirty five on Friday is going to be free on uh, the Spike TV, and uh, this is going to feature a main event between Joe Warren and Marcos Gavio. Uh, also fighting on this card, Ryan Couture, son of Randy Couture. Uh, it's going to be fighting. He's going to be fighting Dakota Cochran, who is actually a former gay porn star, now fighting in uh, MMA. He, yeah, he he tried out one season for the Ultimate Fighter, and after his tryout, he didn't make it onto the show. But after his tryout, they because he has some very like distinguished like distinguished not the right word movies identifiable um, tattoos. That like you're tribal and like another arm tattoo or something. I was trying to deny it. No. Yeah, but it's pretty obvious. Yeah, that uh, Dakota Cochran, if that is his real name, Whoa, Cochran. Seems weird with that first four. So uh, for letters. That's your MMA for this weekend. And we'll, Does he do anything else than that? Does he have anything else on his resume? I haven't even seen the nitty gritty of it. I just saw the screen <laughs> captures <laughs> that they were. Talking you can't about end it, on that. It. You have to find another fight. You like at least one other thing to say about somebody like Jimmy Fallon getting the arm bar from Ronda Rousey. That's right. Yeah. She's becoming a superstar, and Jeez. it is amazing. And I will say this: from when we first started this show, and I was going through piles of recordings last week, which I had never gone through. My vitriol and John Wheaton's vitriol towards women in the UFC and. John, who speaks way more eloquently, because I just like backed up. I mean, speaking emphatically about they would never be in the UFC. And going back and listening to that, I should have surprised because now it's not only in the UFC, but Rob, it's driving. She's maybe the main yeah. star in the UFC. Uh, she's absolutely the most recognizable person right now. And that's all the time we got for you tonight. That's another episode of the session. Happy to bring it to you. Once again, the crew forms at you like Voltron, except we don't have, like, you know, five interchangeable parts. It's just three of us. I'm Mitch. Next to me is Rob Noodle, producing, co-hosting once again. I want to thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Same time, same channel, Wednesdays, 9 to 11, here on Blog Talk. See you next week. Uh, old National I drink a letter, ain't no one better. And when I'm on the microphone, you best to wear your sweater, cause I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he go again. Talk-
shit. 